0: Chapter 20 of the Brownies and Prince Florimel by Palmer Cox. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jude Summers. Disaster to Dragonfell. Dragonfell's mine was flooded, and as the water kept pouring in from all sides, there was no escape for the unfortunates who were in its chambers. The passage which was mainly used in a descent to the mine had become a raging river impossible to withstand so deep was it and with a current so strong the way by which the brownies had entered the mine was blocked by the giant boulder which could only be removed by the pressure of a secret spring from the outside the boulder had brought captivity to the band and now it threatened even direr results for those several tons of stone stubbornly barred the way to safety It was evident that the violent disturbances deep down in the earth, which had caused the earthquake and volcano, were likewise responsible for the flood. The water came in streams from the entrances, cracks, and fissures until the main shaft was transformed into a lake that constantly grew deeper, and through this, with shrieks and screams, all plunged, fleeing hither and thither, but with no definite point in their dazed minds dragonfell and his followers in particular lost their heads and their fear and cowardice were indeed pitiable all their bravado had deserted them and from the blustering bullies they had been they became sorry trembling wretches vainly beseeching help and voicing the terror at their hearts in wild unearthly cries but though the brownies were alarmed like all the rest They still retained their presence of mind, and under the cool-headed direction of King Stanislaus, they at once set about to do certain things, with the hope that a way would afterwards be found to get them out of all danger. Helping hands were busy. Prince Florimel assisted Titania, Dame Drusilda, Violet, and Daffodil to a ledge that was still out of the reach of the advancing waters. "'charging them most earnestly to remain there, "'after which he ran back and added his efforts to those of his companions. "'The little sprites were most in need of aid, "'and to them the Brownies devoted the work of rescue. "'They were all in great peril of drowning, "'and though it seemed that such a fate could only be delayed for a time,' they started to remove the poor frightened creatures to places as far beyond the rapidly encroaching waters as possible brownies scaled the walls and lodged themselves in a pocket up to which they hauled with great effort a number of mine sprites in one of the large baskets that were used in loading the jewels before they were carted away others of the terrified sprites sought refuge by climbing over the brownies' willing backs to a temporary refuge high among the rocks the irishman scotchman and german put three in a wheelbarrow and started to trundle them off but to their great dismay it turned over and spilled them out assistance however was quickly rendered and with the mine sprites back in the wheelbarrow they continued on their way "'Still the waters rose, and the excitement increased. "'Dragonfell, in the most abject terror, "'stormed and shouted at his followers, "'issuing angry commands for them to exert themselves to do something. "'But they were all helpless, "'and his words were wasted on the air to no purpose. "'They were too frightened to be of assistance, "'even if it had been possible to render it. "'Though in cases where one was overcome, there were those who attempted the work of resuscitation. The wicked enchanter ran about like a maniac with little or no thought of where he was going, until suddenly, with a shriek of fright, he plunged into a circular pit that had been dug deep into the earth for a distance of perhaps fifty feet. There was sufficient water at the bottom of the pit to break his severe fall, which was fortunate for him, "'as otherwise it would have resulted in his end. "'He was stunned and dazed, "'but in no wise injured beyond some bruises, "'and he frantically reached up and clutched a jagged point of rock "'by which he pulled himself out of the water "'that was nearly to his neck and promising him more. "'The horror of his situation was at once made plain to him. "'Beyond this rock there was nothing by which he could maintain "'even the slightest hold.' and the waters which were steadily rising would soon submerge him and end all his evil scheming had led to his own undoing and in causing misfortune to so many he had brought upon himself the most terrible misfortune of all looking up helplessly he could see a number of the brownies trying to peer down at him through the darkness they lay flat on their stomachs and leaned as far out over the hole as prudence would permit help help screamed Dragonfell in a frenzy of fear save me save me his piteous cries were heard by all the brownies and they looked at each other in doubt and uncertainty when the monster whom they had every reason to fear had met with the mishap which now made him powerless it was not to be gainsaid that a feeling of great relief was experienced by one and all. No matter what harm might come to them from other sources, certainly his power to injure them was gone. Why should we help him, said one of the brownies? He has harmed us all he could. If he drowns, said another, he will never have a chance to do so again. But King Stanislaus looked very grave. ''No matter how much he has wronged us,'' he said decidedly, ''he needs our help, so we must give it.'' ''But he is our enemy,'' objected the policeman. ''That makes no difference,'' said His Majesty. ''He will drown if we do not aid him.'' ''If we save him,'' said Uncle Sam, ''he will only make trouble for us again.'' ''We must not think of that,'' said King Stanislaus. "'He's in distress and doesn't need to advertise it. "'That's where the brownies step in.' "'He gave his orders, "'and the brownies, with the realization "'that there was not a moment to be lost, "'ran with all possible speed for the long rope "'which they had used in hauling up the mine sprites in the basket. "'This they brought to the opening, "'tripping and sprawling over it "'in the eagerness and anxiety they displayed. "'They stood in a line, and lowered the rope down into the pit slip the noose at the end of the rope under your arms shouted king stanislaus to dragonfell and we will pull you up the water was nearly over dragonfell's head by this time and he had ceased his cries for help for whenever he opened his mouth he choked and strangled he heard the welcome words of the king as in a dream but half unconscious as he was he reached out and caught the rope, tightening his grip upon it. He discovered the slip noose at the end, and with his senses fast leaving him, had just enough strength left to adjust this under both his arms. When the brownies felt the rope grow taut, they began to haul away with might and main. Around the pit now there were willing minds and itching fingers. Some fell over with their exertions, but in a trice they were up again to contribute all the strength they had to the work. Pull away, boys, cried King Stanislaus encouragingly, with his own royal digits wound tightly around the rope. A long pull, a strong pull, and a pull all together. That's the ticket. Hooray! We'll soon have him up. His words incited them, so that through undue effort they suddenly lost their balance and sprawled over backward like ten pins. Like a shot, Dragonfell fell back into the water again, almost dragging after him a half dozen brownies who still clung to the rope. But others quickly grasped them by the legs and prevented them from going over into the pit, until a fresh hold of the rope was secured and another attempt was made vast, there, messmates!' cried the sailor. "'Give an old salt a chance at the fore clutch on the hawser, "'and the old pirate will soon come up from the bottom of the sea!' "'This time the brownies were successful, "'and they pulled Dragonfell to the brink "'and rolled him over to a place of temporary safety. "'Water poured from his drenched form, "'and with a groan he relapsed into unconsciousness. The brownies looked first at him, and then at each other. Though no one said a word, all had the same thought. Soon Dragonfell would revive, and then what would happen? They had saved their foe, but to what purpose? If, by any chance, they should escape the present dreadful danger they were in, they would still be in the wicked enchanter's power. How would he use it? End of chapter 20.